Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Welcome back, everybody, to Dice Camera Action, the zany D&D show where, uh, <laughs> where wacky hijinks happen and horrible, horrible, horrible things happen to good people, <laughs> namely the Waffle Crew. Oh. So when last we left you guys, uh, you were in the village of Kresk and you had uh, an untimely encounter with Strahd von Zarovich. Uh, he charmed Irina and tried to spirit her away on his flaming steed when Strix cast a hold person spell on her, calling her, causing her to fall to her death. Um, <laughs> a series of wacky hijinks ensued. Strix tried to flee on Valentina, um, while the rest of the party dealt with Strahd in their own way. <laughs> or, or, ran or ran away from him, as the case might be. Diath had a hero moment as he tumbled off of the flaming steed down a rooftop onto the ground uh, without breaking his head or his legs or any other important parts of his body. Um, and uh, after fleeing Kresk, the party ran and hid uh, in the woods south of Kresk. They actually crossed a frozen river um, to create an even greater divide between them and their enemy. Uh, and they've been hiding in the misty woods ever since. And they did find in the mists, uh, lodged next to a tree, the tumbled over wreckage of an old Vistani wagon, which Paulton had the barest glimmer of a memory of from childhood, suggesting that he may at one time um, have been among the Vistani people, maybe even one of them. You got some splaining to do. <laughs> And Evelyn was bitten by a werewolf. But just like that's, kind yeah, of minor. a little bit bitten. Yes. So uh, the afternoon way. has uh, uh, descended into night and the mists in the woods provide uh, ample cover concealing both you, the wagon, your horses and everything else. Uh, but it's also a little disorienting because you kind of lose all sense of landmarks and direction. And... Uh, the, the wreckage of the wagon is still nearby. Uh, there was a vampire puppet that you found, an old toy in the wreckage of the wagon uh, that sort of freaked Paulton out a little bit because um, he did have a memory of it from childhood. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be anything more than an ordinary puppet. Yeah, unfortunately, it was not the voodoo doll that, <laughs> yeah. that right. we thought it might be. Yes, it would have been. Yeah. And it occurs to you that you haven't slept in a long time. Um, what would you like to do? You're pretty beat up. Yeah, when's the last time we had a nice long rest, recovered spells, hit points, etc.? 
Well, um, everything that's happened at Kresk and whatnot, um, you did sleep there before you went up to the Abbey. Um, but the whole Abbey experience followed by DF being brought from the dead experience, followed by the encounter down with Strahd experience has pretty much taxed your resources. Yeah. Uh, I could use a nap myself since I still haven't slept from death. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that whole being dead thing. Yeah. I'd like to sleep Mm -hmm. that off. Okay. Uh, before I go to sleep, though, I want to like check out my bite and do like a let's see what kind of check would I do on that medicine. Okay, that's not a great one, but let's try it. Okay. Uh, it's it's a little hard to uh, do a medicine check on yourself, um, uh, but go ahead. I do it, and I see like nothing because I rolled six. <laughs> okay. And I'm like really I'm quiet. So then I go over to Strix and I shove it in her face. Oh and put it foot. It was like on my leg, wasn't it? Uh, no, you were bitten sort of on the shoulder and uh, the shoulder blade and neck area. Oh, then obviously I can't see it. So I'm like, I'll definitely. What do you think I this don't... looks? Is it just a little, just a little scrape, right? Oh, God. Yeah, gross. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. Okay. Um, that's cool. But I do, I guess it wouldn't be Arcana. It would be medical. It would be medicine, yeah. I'll also roll for it. Okay. I'll do okay. Nope, I got a seven. Okay. okay. <laughs> You're no help. I'm, uh, I'm really grossed out by it. Also, I'm I'm like I've been so quiet. I feel like uh, very distraught at the moment. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, you can't really make heads or tails out of the wound. It looks like a, a typical wolf bite, uh, albeit um, it's sort of shredded up part of uh, Evelyn's clothing and armor. Um, so, uh, e- Evelyn, do you just, I'm just going to be real honest here. Do you mind being tied to a tree tonight? Why? That, those, they were werewolf just to be safe. Can I, um, can I do a check on what I know about werewolves? Like, would that be, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you could use Arcana for that. And I don't just mean tonight, I mean every night. Mm-hmm. Do we have something stronger than a rope? Because I don't think a rope is going to hold a freaking vampire. Oh my gosh. I know Sorry. nothing in the entire world about what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I am not using those. Anymore. I'm using my new metal ones. Your dice have failed you. Okay. But yeah, I know nothing, apparently. Right. Other than they are people who turn into wolves and back again, because you actually saw that happen. I don't know how I went through all of these years of education in paladin training and apparently didn't learn anything about werewolves. But you, were were very sh- you're, you were very sheltered. Uh, you were drawing horses the whole time. That's right. <laughs> yes. I was. I was oh, that girl you're, drawing horses. You're that one horse girl in school. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right. So much. I legit was that girl. You so. kept drawing morning glory until finally you thought yeah. she'd be real. <laughs> and she became real. <laughs> you, were like, you were like chasing Juniper around through the attics of the church and not really. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so ide- idyllic. I'm puke. Yes. Now the the toppled wagon does provide kind of a. You can kind of crawl inside that and gain some modicum of protection uh, because it's it's still sort of an enclosed space, even though it's lying on its side and it's kind of rotted and old. Um, it, it'll keep things like the rain off and probably you know if wolves jump you in the night, they will have a hard time getting inside. Right. Between this oh, and the this and the uh, tree canopies, we should be pretty. Well yep. hidden from Strahd's gaze. Yes. Uh, so the question remains, who wants to hide out in the wagon and who wants to stay outside of the wagon? 
You really think I might be dangerous if I got bit by that werewolf? Yes. Yes. I mean, but how, I mean, I'm fine now. I mean, how long does it take to set in? I don't know. I've never been bit by a werewolf. Or does anyone werewolf. know anything about werewolves? Because I don't know anything. Does anyone know anything? Other than, I mean, I could pray for guidance, but you guys don't usually like it when I just ask Lathander. <laughs> We're just being safe. That's it. So I'd rather be safe than in the dead book. It's nothing against you. We just don't want you to murder us. I just want to know if anyone here can think of anything they've ever been taught about werewolves. <laughs> so I can have some knowledge. I learned that when you're suspicious of someone, you should follow your gut instinct and chain them to a tree. <sighs> That's what you guys want. You don't well, we can take a vote. Alton hasn't said anything because he's had a rough he's, day. He looks I'm like he's in the world. Yeah. I'm fine. Fine. Yeah, in all your adventuring, you've never heard anything about how werewolves work? No, because I never did anything stupid or dangerous. You never did anything uh, stupid or dangerous? I have a hard time believing that. No, that's not true. You're not much of an adventurer if you never did anything stupid or dangerous. That's not true. I've, I've done plenty of stupid and dangerous things, but all I can assume is that eventually, at some point when we are not expecting it, you are going to turn into a werewolf because you were bit by a werewolf. That's all I can assume. You know what? Uh, it is a beautiful we... night, and I will just sleep under the stars. I know some things, and I have something of a solution. I own a very prized possession, my one silver dagger. I know that silver is like acid to lycanthropes. So what we could do is you can nap, and we'll just uh, tape a dagger. Watch. We'll you. take watch. Who will take watch? We'll do that. Uh... I'll go first so I can go to sleep before the moon's up. But you're the one with the dagger. You can use the dagger too. Okay. Just poker with the pointy end, just in case. That's all you got to do. That's how you use a dagger. All right. You know, it's real sweet that you guys care so much about the safety of our party and making sure that I'm okay. We do care, Evelyn. That's I the know. problem. I can tell. <laughs> I go sit by the tree you want to chain me to, and I just start, like, I'm just praying. Oh, great. Okay. Thank you so, so much. Evelyn is sitting at the base of the tree, waiting to be roped up or whatever. I actually, I actually do own a rope, so I'll use that to... Okay. All right, and it's a good sturdy climbing rope. I mean, she'd have to manifest some tremendous strength just to simply snap it once you've uh, wrapped it around her a few times. Yeah, right. That won't happen. Yeah. I go I go and try and get some leaves to like put behind her head to make her comfy. And I'm like, I'm really sorry, Evelyn. I'm also okay. sorry that I uh, attacked uh, Strahd and I didn't okay. let you do that. Right. That. So you can't you can't find you can't like, find any you can't find any leaves, but there are lots and lots of pine needles. Oh pine needles, that works. We'll stick yeah. those in there, yeah. Um <laughs> debris. I do want to take a moment, like when she's doing that to me, to like beckon her aside and be like, Strix, I, I heard something you said when when we were in the heat of battle, I was just wondering, you said that like we were friends and I thought maybe that meant that, that you love me almost as much as I love you. And I'm so glad we're friends. I just want to make sure I heard you right. Strix is going to get really serious for a second and look at you, Evelyn, say, Evelyn, we are friends. The problem is, is that Strahd is a power here. You believe in the powers, right? You believe oh, in Lathander. Lathander is a power. Strahd is a power. He can do everything to you. He can do nothing to me because I hate the powers. 
So I have to be the one to confront him. You will lose everything. I can lose nothing. Evelyn seems like confused by this, but doesn't really question it. Just kind of like nods because they're friends and she like doesn't want to ruin the moment. So she's, she's still like, dwelling on the, yeah, we're friends. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> 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 I'm so glad we're friends. But yeah. So she takes it very seriously and just kind of like, like strokes Strix's face a little bit. Like, don't, don't touch me, please. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> she just backs up and continues thinking you're comfortable <laughs> with more pine needles. Okay. <laughs> Um, in the meantime, uh, once once Evelyn has been tied to a tree to everybody's satisfaction, the ropes have been tested and they are good and taut, but at the same time, Evelyn isn't being uh, overly constrained. She can still breathe and all that business. Um, uh, what do the three non-tied-up members want to do? So, Diath, you're going to be on watch first. What does right. that mean? Are you going to stay outside within sight of Evelyn? Are you going to climb up a tree? They're, they're pine trees, so it's a little awkward. Um, uh, but, uh, you could, you could still pull it off and then, or you can sit on top of the wagon or do whatever you want. But what are you thinking? We'll take our shifts. I'll take first shift. Okay. Followed by Strix. Okay. Give, uh, Paulton the most consistent time to, uh, collect his thoughts and recover. Okay. And after that, Paulton, you'll take over. So I will, uh, yeah, I will go to a top of a pine needle tree, which should be no problem for me to climb. Yep. Uh, that's an easy visibility where I can keep constant watch on Evelyn just through my peripheral vision mm-hmm. while watching out for the rest of the party. Okay. But not the tree that she's tied to, a different tree. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, when DF climbs the tree and gets to the top, the rest of you, because of the mist and stuff, actually have a pretty hard time seeing him. You know he's up there, uh, but he kind of disappears among the, the mists and the, the gray needles. Uh, which leaves Strix and Paulton. Guess I'll go under the wagon. Okay, you can actually go. Yeah, you can sort of go either under the wagon, between the wagon and the dirt, basically, and and broken parts. Or you can actually climb into the interior of the wagon where it's a shambles, but at least it's enclosed. I'll go inside the wagon. Okay. And it's still got a it's still got sort of a back door. The door is kind of on a sideways, but you can you can close it if you want to lock yourself in. There's even a little lock on the inside of the door. I will definitely do that. Okay. That that leaves the question of where would Paulton like to spend his he, he can also come in here. I'm like, Paulton, you can get stuff. Yeah, there's there's room for up to four people. It's it's cramped quarters for four, but two people can certainly make things comfortable inside the wagon. It might be mentally traumatizing, but but it's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go into the very triggering wagon. Okay. <laughs> and just out of curiosity, remind me who took the who took the vampire puppet? Oh, who has it? I'll take it. If someone didn't take it, I'll pick it up. All right, great. Strix loves it. Strix has the vampire puppet. Strix is like playing with it, like, meh, I'm a bean guy. Look at me, I have a fancy horse. <laughs> I'm just watching this like Mm. <laughs> no. She's like, boo! Stop, Strix, you're triggering him. <laughs> just give like, him some more wine. Okay. She just like bites it to see what it's made out of. <laughs> Uh, so, Diath, you're alone up in this tree. You've got a uh, you've got good visibility down to Evelyn and the wagon, and uh, uh, but you are still um, haunted by the fact that oh, little little over. Um, about four hours ago, you were dead. Right. Not a pleasant experience. Yeah. 
Um, um, so you st you're sort of reflecting on that while you're alone up in the tree. And Evelyn, you can't see DF, but you know he's watching out for you. I believe that. And you can always hear, watching out for us. You can hear Strix inside the wagon making funny voices. <laughs> I am never alone in the light of Lathander. Yep. Feel just fine. Um, and then as night falls, uh, uh, Strix, you probably get a little bit tired and, you know, you put the puppet down or whatever. Sleep. I'm going to hug it. You're going to hug it and just sort of doze off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's still straw. It's a puppet of straw. You're like, you're my best friend. Uh, real. Paulton. Mm. Uh, a, you hear a voice. Great. And it is a deep <laughs> voice. And it says... You have nothing to fear from me. Come again. <laughs> you are beloved to me. And he says, this voice says, do not be afraid. Join me. Join me. None of us hear this? Nope. That's nice. Make a perception check. Okay. Eighteen. Um, even though it's not uh, moving in any way, you're you believe the voice is coming from the puppet. Oh god. And I'm just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's clear that Strix's can't hear it because she's sort of dozed off and not is not moving its mouth or anything. And he says, I would never hurt you. I owe a debt to your people. But your friends, they defy me. Forsake them and join me. Join me. I run up and I just smack the puppet out of her. <laughs> Strix, you wake up and he's like just smacking the puppet. No! Stinky's friend, Mr. Shambleface. <laughs> I named him. That's nice. Don't cuddle it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. At that point, as, as you're swatting it and beating it and banging its head against the side of the wagon or whatever, um, it's not talking anymore. You're not sure it ever was. Okay, I'm I'm done catching my breath and I'm calming down. Okay, I'm just like, sorry, um, I I was triggered. <laughs> Outside, tied to the tree, Evelyn, you're finding it very very hard to sleep. Every time you think you might doze off, suddenly you're awake again. Um, you can almost hear. Uh, all of the uh, the distant sounds of nature begin to close oh, around you. Can I cast protection from evil and good on myself? Um, let me double check, but I believe the answer is yes. You may. You hear from the trees. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you totally can. You are a willing creature. Uh, you can certainly um, cast this on yourself. Uh, the duration lasts for 10 minutes, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Evelyn is very tempted to cast. Like she's she's 
she doesn't usually let on that she ever gets scared because you know she lives in the light of Lathander and what can harm her. But mm-hmm. as these nature sounds are happening and her friends tied her to this tree, like she has the briefest fleeting feeling of being alone. So she kind of like readies protection from evil, but then she's like, no, no, not the service of Lathander, not for myself. And she puts it away. So she doesn't do it, but she Okay. All right. Um I'd like you to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Oh, not a saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Why? Can I just say, I believe that there is a cosmic luck in the world and that some people have it and some people don't. And that, yes, dice are random, but not always for a single person because I have the worst dice rolls in the world. Oh, it's strong. Even with a plus four modifier, I get an eight. Okay. Um, you're trying to sort of fight off, um, this kind of loss of control to which you are greatly unaccustomed and, uh, uh, you feel your heart just pounding in your chest, pounding harder, pounding harder. It seems to, uh, take on a a sort of a disembodied quality. Like it's actually the, the world around you that has the heart and it's pounding for you to be free. Um, uh, and uh, Diath, you can see from your treetop perch that Evelyn is thrashing. No. <laughs> no. I don't want to be thrashing. No. Evelyn? Ugh. She's making, gro- making growling noises. The noises are so loud. Are you okay down there? Yeah. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Evelyn, when you, when you start to look around, you can see that uh, the... Your, your vision is a little bit distorted uh, and uh, you can hear Diaf's heart pounding. <laughs> hey, Diaf, are you okay? <laughs> I'm great. Fine. Everything is fine. How are you? Are you okay? I'm great. I'm totally fine. Just like very aware of your well-being right now. All of the, all of the shouting between them obviously can be heard inside the wagon now too. Oh, God. So Strix will just wake up. I mean, were we, did we go back to sleep again after the puppet? No, no, you were just sort of, so, uh, Paulton was just starting to calm down when suddenly you could hear Evelyn and DF. Oh, no. All right. I'm going to unlock the wagon and go out there. And um, has, if, did we sleep enough to regain our spells or? Not yet. <sighs> you've only, been, you've only, you think you've maybe only been asleep for a couple hours. Okay. I wish I could sleep so I could have some spells. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's not good. Paulton? <laughs> Paulton, we need to oh, help. Buddy. I know what I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> Strix runs out there and throws her drip globe into the middle of the, the uh, where we are. So okay. that it lights everything up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big floating will-o'-the-wisp in the mist. Exactly. At least it can help us see. Yes. And you can see that uh, that Evelyn um, model of self-control, she's just like... <laughs> kind of bad Paulton probably Alden. I'm getting dirty too like I usually am very like like yeah. etiquette and her hair is like in, uh, is not very long and you can see it's just uh but it seems longer than normal oh Alden I uh, I will uh, I go out there like what what yeah what, what? Paulton like, use your voice use your song do something you could soothe her right Strix looks at Paulton and goes, she has a crush on you. Do all you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, here's a song I wrote 
back in the day about a lovely uh uh well no, wolf sure and i uh i'm like rocking back and forth okay so you're trying to make sort of a soothing performance yeah. okay yeah. make a performance check and see how you do let's see here okay Wow, this song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is not as good as you usually sing. <laughs> <laughs> it's an 11. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, yeah, Evelyn, you're really trying to like this song. But, uh, <laughs> you're trying real hard, but I don't really like this song very much. <laughs> this is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah. Uh, Strix, <laughs> and in the light of your drift globe, uh, Strix and Paulton, you can see that uh, uh, Evelyn's face sort of crinkles in a weird and unnatural way. And uh, you can see uh, what appear to be uh, lesions start to form on her face uh, and cheeks, like her uh, um, skull is changing shape. Shit. She's still tied up. Uh, I'm like, Juniper, Juniper, run away, Juniper. Talk to her (laughs) mouse because I feel I'm concerned. All right, you can certainly get you can certainly uh, get Evelyn's Evelyn's mouse to safety. Okay, it'll crawl up into yeah. my robe somewhere. I've got a lot of stuff in there. I throw a frog at Evelyn yes. to make her happy. And the uh, the ropes do not look like they've give they've given an inch. There, uh, she is still firmly bound to the tree at this point. Uh, is the light affecting her course. at all? Uh, the light isn't affecting her. Um, it's just illuminating her. Mm. Those ropes aren't going to hold. Those ropes aren't going to hold. Wait. I'm gonna. Is there? Can we see a full moon or anything around us? Uh, no, you just see uh, mist and a dark canopy of trees. So we can't even see if there's a full moon. No. Oh. There's always a full moon under straw. <laughs> That's what it must be. <laughs> no. I don't want to be a werewolf. <laughs> start counting how many frogs I have left in my robes so that I can throw them at her if she starts trying to eat us. Okay. What the hell's a frog gonna do against her? Maybe she's hungry. <laughs> People. I'll tell her they're Lathander frogs. In between, like in between inhuman like groans and yeah. stuff, I'm also shouting things like, Lathander, have mercy and pray for me. Do you have any spells that could stop this? Like anything at all while you're still conscious? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just yelling no. (laughs) Only Lathander can save me. I'm trying to think like... I mean... Paulton, how much wine do you have left? What? Oh, God. Oh, man. I I got some bad news, guys. No, no, you didn't drink it all, did you? This I never mean, happens. It, oh, boy. What about uh, the wine that you hide in your bagpipe? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've sworn you apparently, hit apparently, apparently he's wineless. <laughs> I, I actually, I think I have one spell slot left, and I'm actually not sure if this even... No, I'm just channeling divinity. So when I see that I'm like, that something is happening to me in one moment of clarity, 
I want to channel divinity to cast nature's wrath on myself and try to just ensnare myself to protect my friends. And as I do that, I look at them like with the most kindly self-sacrificing look and like, oh, no. I like be well, my friends. And then I cast nature's wrath. On don't me. be a hero. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a hero. All right. I can't help it. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> there we are. Nature's wrath. Oof. Does that even take a spell slot? I don't think it does. It just uses up one of your channel divinities. Okay. You got two. Um, right. So spectral vines spring up and uh, ensnare you. You're practically engulfed in them um, completely. And I just like outstretch my arms and just let it take me. Yeah. All right. It's like some creepy evil dead scene. <laughs> Is this All right. you like entangled then? Or? Yeah, I'm like entangled in vines. Yeah, so basically the whole bottom of the tree is just engulfed in these entangled vines and they just completely surround her uh, in this, in this uh, web. Okay. All right. And uh, wow. Okay. Evelyn, you can still hear us. I know you can. You can fight this. <laughs> You've always been strong willed, and now yes. I need you to prove it. But I and rolled an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not strong willed. <laughs> Okay, so now uh, you can barely just see sort of bits of her, maybe fingertips, uh, as the vines have completely ensnared her. Um, you can still hear her sort of growling underneath it all. What if we, like, just poke her with the dagger, like, a little bit? You're not going to hurt Evelyn. <laughs> it wouldn't hurt her that bad. It crossed my mind, but we're not going to do that. Just a little poke. Oh, we're dead. She's going to kill us all. We're dead. Yeah. We're not dead. We're not dead yet. All right, uh, so Evelyn, I would like you to make another wisdom saving throw to uh, continue to keep your spell up because you're, as you become uh, more monstrous, your natural inclination is to try to uh, break out of these vines. Ooh, this is good, this is good. Excellent. That's, uh, mm -mm. Addition is hard when I'm really nervous. <laughs> 23, actually. 23. Well, that certainly beats your save, DC. So, yeah. yes, you are able to sort of hold it together. I will save my friends! Concentrating on the spell to save your friends. And you can hear her saying, I will save my friends. <laughs> do the rest of you want to do anything while Evelyn is struggling to maintain her spell? How hard it would it be to move this cart? Um, so... It's it's sort of this it's a little bit cumbersome because its its wheels are sort of busted on one side. But the three of you could push it slash drag it pretty much anywhere you wanted. What if and hear me out on this? We try to use the cart to pin her against a tree just in case she breaks out. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think that's we'll we're back after. As long as it's not heavy enough to crush her as a human. We're not gonna we're not gonna crush her. Just yeah, but when she isn't a werewolf anymore, will she be strong <laughs> enough as a human to not be crushed? It's just in I want to be accidents. We've already crushed too many humans in the past day, and I'm done uh, crushing. Whose fault was that? Hey, it wasn't my fault. I was trying to save us. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Fulton? She gets really scared and looks around, like hoping that nothing hurt her in the mist. <laughs> okay. Uh, Paulton, did you want to, uh, are you, are you down with this plan? Uh, as, as down as I can be. The not crushing of Evelyn with the wagon. All right. Uh, so I need, I need, um, well, one of you can be helping the other two, uh, to give them advantage on their strength checks if you like. All right. I'll help Paulton because I'm pretty sure he's the strongest out of three of us. Okay. Um, I'll just stay keeping watch, just trying to stay alert outside. Okay. Uh, so Paulton, make a strength check. You are being aided by DF as you try to move the wagon uh, into a position where it's pinning Evelyn against the tree. Okay. So you get advantage? Yes. All right. So roll two d20s and take the highest result, not forgetting to add your strength modifier. Okay. You can actually use athletics if you have it, which you do. Cool. Or... 14. Okay. Uh, the wagon does not budge. Okay. Yeah, you want to try again, of course, um, but I need Evelyn to make another will save or wisdom save. There it is. Wow, there it talk is. about dice karma. I just rolled 3d6 and I got a 666. Six, six. <laughs> and I got a one. Oh, no. Devil dice. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Evelyn, uh, the, the vines disappear around you. Um, and when they do, the rest of you see that she is a wolf-human hybrid. Oh, God. Uh, ah, Paul put her to sleep. And you can see she is railing against her bonds. So there's no chance that my very, very good celestial alignment could keep me good in wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere else, perhaps, but in Strahd's domain. No. He's, he's a power. <laughs> yeah. His power is virtually uncontested here. I will kill you all. <laughs> oh, no. That's terrible. <laughs> that I will rend your flesh from your bones. Oh. Uh, oh. That's a new one. Uh, would you like to try to move the wagon again? No. <laughs> Could I possibly try to cast sleep on her? Sure. Cool. I mean, we've um, seen how crappy her will saves are. <laughs> now, do you, uh, what's your, just out of curiosity, what's your highest level spell slot that you have currently? Look at the biggest leaf spell you can. You probably do want to do that. Because <laughs> Evelyn has lots of hit points. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, if we're being honest, I'm not entirely sure how to check that. Okay, let me just check your character. Did you cast any like third level spells or anything? Yeah, have you cast any third level spells today? Um, I should say. (laughs) You have two third level spell slots normally. What's what third level spells do you have? Did you take any? Um, I don't. I don't think I've added them yet. I don't think I've fully leveled up my character, so I don't think I've used any third level. All right, so you have two third-level spell slots, which means you could use one of those to cast your first-level sleep spell, which means your sleep spell is being cast as a third-level spell. The benefits of that are you affect more hit points. In fact, uh, you would affect a total of 9d8. She don't have that. So you could roll 9d8s, and if that equals or exceeds Evelyn's current hit points, you would put her to sleep. Okay, then I guess let's go for that then. 
All right, start rolling 98s. Okay, so we have, let me see if I can add uh, five, eight, 12, 14, low rolls, 17. Dude. Oh, awesome. 24. 25, 32, last one, That's not do it. 39. All right. Evelyn, what are your current hit points? Remember, we haven't rested yet. Uh, 43? Okay. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm not sure because I was like, I was 33 out of 35, and then yeah. I realized I had forgotten to add a hit dice. Okay. So my max is 43, but I guess I'd be more like 40, 40. Okay. Um, well, uh, 39 is smaller than 40, so the spell has no effect. I don't know if my math is right. You tell me. Shared <laughs> <laughs> your face. Well, like percentage. Aren't you supposed to do it by percentage of like how much you had? If I was thirty-three out of thirty-five, I don't do. Uh, that. Only, only you, only you would know your current hit points because you've been tracking them um, since. Okay, the hold on, hold on. Let me, since the fight let me last. Double week. check since this is important. Let me yeah. double check. Well, I mean, my hit points are two. That's yeah, me. totally. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the real math. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I was a comm major. I don't usually do math. Uh, okay, so thirty-three out of thirty-five is ninety-four percent. So mm-hmm. times what was my hit points? Yeah, it's definitely forty. Okay. Well, shucks. Mm-hmm. Well, well, oh, all right. Um, so thanks for trying, Paulson. Yes. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it's okay. running out of plans. Um, um, now, uh, Paulton took his action. Uh, <coughs> Dioth, would you like to do anything as you see uh, Evelyn uh, threatening to devour you all? I'm okay. trying to find my um, how many sorcery points I have left because I know I used them to do the fireball careful spell. Right. You didn't use any last week. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't use any last week. Cool. So, because I'm out of first level spells, but I'm going to use my sorcery points to give myself, or sorry, second level, whole person back. Okay. So it gives me another spell slot or, um, yeah, it creates a spell slot. So okay. go ahead and, and for second level, that's three sorcery points. So I'm going to go ahead and cast whole person on her. All right. Uh, so Evelyn, oh, I know. Last time you did this, someone died. Oh, look. Uh, that's okay. true. Stop yelling at me. You're a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Uh, you get to make a wisdom saving throw, Evelyn, against I get to. spell safety. Lucky me. Oh, guess what I roll now? A 20? Yes. Oh, God. Why? All right. Why? Why are werewolf, Evelyn, really good. Your spell has no effect, Strix. Diaf, you have witnessed, you've witnessed <laughs> the failure of the sleep spell and the hold person spell. What would you like to do? I was trying to avoid the painful option. Okay, so she's still bound to the tree, yeah? Yes. All right, I unsheath my silver dagger, and I basically go up to her and like press the flat of the blade just against her skin. 
Okay. Let, let that silver just get right onto her gross wolf fur lips. Oh, you don't My like that. My wolf fur isn't gross. Maybe it's white and fluffy and cute. It, oh, could, God. Be, it could be. You could be a. You could be a uh, sort of blonde. Uh, like a Pomeranian werewolf. A Pomeranian <laughs> werewolf. You're the prettiest werewolf there is. No sizzle. Yes. But you don't like the. You don't like the feeling of that silver blade up against Ooh, your. Good. Throat. Good. I don't like it. I'm not stabbing her. I'm just. I'm hoping that like just helps incapacitates her or weakens her or something. Mm-hmm. I'll say it seems to uh, make her very angry. She looks at you with bloodshot eyes, DF. Hungry bloodshot eyes. This is for your own good. And mostly ours. Ow! Ouch! Ouch! I say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So everybody's taking an action. Uh, Evelyn, um, make a uh, strength athletics check. Ah, silver! Ah! How okay. long is it last? Uh, three, seven. Seven. Okay. You That's are, uh, despite your attempt to um, try to get out of these bonds, you are unable to do so. They tied you up real good. Oh, darn. So, uh, DF, uh, Paulton, and Strix, you can see that in her current hybrid form, uh, she is having trouble getting out of the bond. She can't tear at them, per se, because she can't get to them with her teeth or her claws, um, which means that uh, your, your skillful rope-tying technique has bought you some time. You can use you know, a, what, the equivalent of several rounds of actions and not worry about her at this point getting loose. Okay. She might eventually get loose, but not in the short term. All right. Uh, I did my plans. What do you guys got? (laughs) I'm not making any more plans because when I do, people die. Now that's not the time for freaking cynicism, Strix. That's that's fair, though. It's always time for cynicism. Do you know me? Got a situation trying to handle it. Guys are useless without my optimism. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, here you go, Strahd. Just like runs away. Paulton, now that you're a little more focused, maybe perhaps you could try that song again. Yeah, try the song. Can can my werewolf form look like this? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect, right? Can can I assist on Paulton's uh, song attempt and just like clap along? Mm -hmm. All right, let's, uh, I guess let's, I get another third level slot, right? Uh, you have one more third level slot, yeah. Like, all right, fine. I'm gonna try it again. All right. Oh, here we go. Math. Four. Nine. Fourteen. Twenty-two. Okay. 24, 30, 35, 43. All so right. we got one more. Go ahead. 44. All right. Uh, Evelyn suddenly falls asleep. Pull the dagger away. <laughs> All right. I'm like half singing, like, I love Thander. <laughs> Make a perception check. Oh. You guys have been shouting at each other in the forest at night. Oh, my God. 14. All right. Uh, 
Um, don't laugh. Sorry, I can't. I love you all. You're all great, especially you, Strix. I love you. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, a blade comes piercing through your chest, Strix, <laughs> as you are stabbed from behind. What? I showed Mage Armor up last eight hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Chris, why? <laughs> this is terrible. I hate everything. Strix, you take uh, eight points of damage <sighs> as the blade is ripped from your body. I just and yelled. Your your singing your singing is choked out by the gurgling of blood swelling up through your throat and down your mouth. Oh, it's uh, as though he wants the show to end. <laughs> <laughs> Now we all know it's so many things I can do on Tuesday night, you know. Um, I got absolutely nothing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, when you sort of wheel around and turn around, you see a dark humanoid shape in the mist standing behind you. Not a tall shape, um, but um, uh, as you look with your dark vision into this, this. boy's face you can see he's a teenager disheveled um totally his eyes are just wells of madness uh and he's he's sort of got uh kind of it's not freak is it no um this this uh young man is probably you know 14 15 years old uh kind of a he's fucking dead what he is wild looking um bears a passing resemblance to the burgomaster of Kresk. Oh, no. Mm. Um, and uh, 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 you can see sort of has a sickly pallor to him. He's, uh, the, but one that, he's the one that got away. Yeah, he's the one that yeah. got away. And he sure loves killing. He sure does. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't come back from the dead quite right. Oh, That's not, I'll fix it this time. Okay, um, uh, so I'd like I'd like everyone but the sleeping uh, Evelyn to roll initiative for me. Ten. Ten for Paulton. Sixteen. Sixteen for Diaf. Thirteen. Thirteen for Strix. And for the madman. All right, Diaf. You have your blade, you had your blade at Evelyn's throat now that she's fallen asleep, not so much. Uh, You turn around after hearing the gurgling sound coming from Strix uh, to see the haunting figure standing behind her. What do you do? Well, like the moment that I hear like Strix's pain, like immediately like just leap forward at them with the same silver dagger and just- All right. Attack. Yeah, just not even trying to, just like, ah! Right. so, okay, this is just attack roll mm-hmm. with dagger. Uh, 19. A 19 hits this unarmed young man. You plunge the dagger into his cold flesh. Wait, unarmed or do you have a sword on him? He's he ha- unarmored. He has no armor. Unarmored. Oh, yes. Oh, but he, he definitely has a, a sword. Nice. So the dagger's be, in my chest. I can be stab happy. <laughs> uh, would he be engaged with Strix? Yes, brother. Uh, yes, so, for all intents and purposes. But actually, uh, because Strix hasn't gone yet, uh, you aren't because uh, she's not prepared. She's still okay. surprised. Right, that's fair. 
All right, so with that, I'll just do normal dagger damage of yeah. six. Six. All right, that grievously wounds him and he staggers back. Uh, you're pretty sure another wound like that will send him back into the netherworld of the dead. Excellent. And I like just take like a protective stance <laughs> around Strix. Okay. Uh, you can see him stare at the bleeding wound that you left impaled in his chest. And uh, he just looks at it and uh, cackles um, clearly uh, off his rocker. Uh, and uh, he lunges forth maniacally. Uh, and this time attacks you, DF. Read on. Uh, and he rolls an 18. Oh, damn, that does hit me. All right. Uh, he impales you for eight. Uh, okay, dodge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you take only a slice of that. You reduce it to four. Ah. Whenever you yell on Kenny Dodge, I think of you like jumping like like with this particular hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, he doesn't quite uh, get it um, uh, deep into your flesh, but rather just sort of slashes at your uh, side. Um, and now he's sort of between you and Strix. And at that point, Strix, you are the next one to go. Um, all right. I mean, I feel it's very dramatic. The dagger is sticking through my chest, but I'm still kind of standing up. Yes. <laughs> <feel> like, yeah. <laughs> very startled. Think I'm more dead than I am the usual. Um, I guess I'm just going to try and hit him with a ray of frost. Okay. So that's all I got. Um, um okay. now that is a ranged attack. Yeah. And you are very, very close to him. Uh, so you would be at disadvantage. All right. Well, it's the only thing she can think of right now yep. because it's supposed to be slow. So right. Yes. All right. So roll two and then take the lowest. Yes, please. Uh eight plus wait, That's eight plus the spell attack bonus. That's correct. Yeah. So 14. You hit him. Yay. Wow. Right in the chest. And that's 1D. It's not that much damage, but it's uh, 1D8 damage. Yep. Oh, eight. Sweet. All right. <laughs> you see him crumple and begin to shiver uncontrollably on the ground, and then he falls perfectly still, sort of covered with an icy glaze. I lean over and look him right in the eye, and I just say, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that blast of cold was so intense, you think it stopped his heart. Strix <laughs> just is like, sorry, not another one. <laughs> Right, right away, I'll, like, I'll check like Strix's wound to make sure she, like, she's okay. Not, like, yeah, you can see it's a nasty wound, but not life-threatening. Okay. She's got lots more hit points. Strix is okay. Because okay. while I'm turning into a werewolf, it's a great time to be attacked. Yeah. It turns out, yeah, your wound is just as, was almost going to be as bad as hers, uh, and uh, she looks like she could you could patch that up with pretty easily. Okay. Strix will pull the dagger out and be like, do you want this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can see it's not a particularly well-made weapon. That sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Now, uh, Evelyn will stay asleep for... If she's left undisturbed, Evelyn will stay asleep for a good long time. Um, long enough, ideally. Yep. 
bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so uh, now that you have quelled this latest threat and uh, things are quiet once more in the forest, what would you like to do? Oh, about this stupid kid. Okay. You can see he's dressed in sort of ragged peasant garb. Uh, looks like he's been running barefoot through the forest for at least a couple days. Uh, so he's sort of mangy and grimy and dirty. Uh, his hair is unkempt. Uh, um, uh, and other than that, uh, he doesn't seem to carry much of value on him. He's got blood, dried blood on him. Uh, suggesting he had some sort of encounter with someone um, and got the better of them in a fight. Hmm. I said this bears striking resemblance to the Burgomaster of Kresk. Yeah, it. You when you well, you you actually have less information than the rest of the party does. All oh, right, because you've never met the Burgomaster of Kresk. You were dead. Um, I was but a ghost though. Strix. Strix yes. can look at this kid and say, oh, this is the kid who was raised by the abbot. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say that he was the one who who went insane after the abbot raised him. And yes, like Because that. he's evil, and then I'll poignantly look at Evelyn, who's still a werewolf. Yeah. And also look at Diath, who was also raised from the dead by the abbot. Yeah, he seems okay right now, though. I think. I'm like, are you okay, Diath? I am fine. However, at the slightest hint that I seem not to be, I urge you to end my life. Strix is like, oh. I'm, I'm putting that on you. What? Why me? I don't want it to happen. Not, I don't want it to happen. Please don't kill me. I mean, I'm not putting you in the dead book. We have to be quiet. Otherwise, more crazy people are going to come out of the forest. Right. Stay low. Uh, so there's any, uh, any... There's also a big bright light here. That doesn't help. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Strix just like looks up and goes, whoop, it's like puts back in your robes. Any uh any belongings or any particular items or personals on this dumb kid? Oh, good question. Let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Do me a favor, DF, and yeah. roll percentile dice. Uh, yay. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> Uh, four. All right. Um, you can see uh, that he has a trinket on him um, tucked into the pocket of his pants. It is a lock, a black lock. Just a like a just a like a padlock. Like a padlock. Yep. Is it locked or in the? It is. It is in the locked position. I'm going to watch Dia take it out and go, ooh. i uh, mostly confused. Why would it be locked unless it's locked onto something? It goes, right. goes to yeah, a just door. A, just a closed lock. Maybe we'll get lucky and it'll open a door out of here. I'm actually kind of scared to unlock it. Like, what happens if I unlock it? Who knows what? Maybe it'll open like a freaking interdimensional portal and just mm-hmm. talk about and destroy all of us. Or yeah. it'll take us out of here. Or we're dead. We're going to die. Well, it hasn't I'm happened in the past 15 minutes, so I think we're okay. Can I do an arcana check on this this lock? You sure can. Just to kind of guess, see what it is. Oh, that was not a very, no, that's, no, I don't know anything. I was like a five. Okay. 
not paying attention. Uh, you get you get the sense that the lock is of masterful craftsmanship. Uh, that there there is even with your your not so impressive role, uh, you get you get the sense that there's more to this lock than meets the eye. In fact, you feel a sense of unease just holding it. Mm. All right, if I hold it and I feel I'm like maybe you're right about this being something bad. Yeah, if that's the case, better with us than with someone else. I'll take it and pocket it away and just okay. Keep it safe for now. All right. Oh, make no, sure you I, make sure you write it down on your. Yeah, I've got it. Great. I put down padlock. Padlock. <laughs> so, more important question uh, with this kid. Yeah. Uh, I'm asking this to Strixon Paulton. This was this is the son of the Burgomaster from Kresk, but the Kresk Burgomaster was killed by this kid, right? You're he had his he had his throat cut by the kid, but he wasn't he didn't actually die. Oh, that's what it was. So his wife was looking after the uh, the poor burgermaster and his Isn't horrible throat a... his horrible throat wound. Do we um do we do we bring him back or no? We do not bring him back. Yeah, he seems fine out here. <laughs> he was brought back once, and that's what happened to him. I don't know why it happened to him, but that's what happened to him. Well, should we inform the parents or? They, I think, kind of wrote him off already. <laughs> I mean, if we, we bump into him, maybe yeah. bring it up. <laughs> it seemed like they already realized he was uh, army, as uh, as you can get, and he's gone, and yeah. All right. Alton, 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 you sense that your uh, sleep spell has worn off, but Evelyn continues to sleep silently. Does this count as a long rest? It will, yes, unless okay. they po- unless they poke you or you know, oh, that's oh. Good. lightning hits the tree or something. Yeah, that would be unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? All right. Well, if everything looks safe, I'm going to crawl back into the wagon and go back to bed. It's not safe yet, Strix. Okay. I need you to right. do. Me a no, I'm like a halfway in the wagon. I'm like, why? Strix, yeah, look. You're halfway in the wagon. It's like, no, it's your turn to walk. Uh, <laughs> Strix, look. This kid already came back once before. We can't let that happen again. You want to set him on fire? We need to do something. Ooh. But if we start a fire, we're going to cause attention. So right. we need to completely dispose of the body or make sure that he can't be resurrected and brought back into this horrific state again. Is this where DF hands Strix an axe? Strix at this point is just like, okay. <laughs> oh wait, where's Evelyn's axe? Can we I've chopped up a couple of bodies in my time. When yeah, I used to live Evelyn's, on the hive, Evelyn's I was turning into money. Available if you if you want to use Lightfall to cut this uh, kid up into parts and like bury even it. even when Diaz just looks at Strix and she has such a messed up idea of dead bodies from having like selling their parts, she just walks over and grabs Lightfall yeah. and just like starts hacking his body up. Whack 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 whack! Right, blood is just sort of yep. well. He's actually frozen, so there's no blood. Oh yeah. Right? So you can oh, cut him up true. and there's no spatter. Yeah. So once he's in about like, I don't know, five pieces, Strix just hands light ball to Diaz and says, all done. And then climbs into the wagon. I was just like not watching the whole time. <laughs> yes. You're just hearing the noises as your head yeah. is turned away. Falls- and then Strix is just like, too bad we can't sell his parts later and just falls asleep. Paulton, do you have any reaction to Strix dismembering this uh, teenager? Huh. Flash <laughs> <frozen> teenager. <laughs> That's all I give is a hop. Okay. <laughs> wow, you are a desensitized youth. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. 
Okay. Uh, so Strix, it is your turn to take uh, watch. Oh, she remembers that as soon as she crawls in the yeah. wagon and then goes oh! wow. back out. Okay. Where would you like to uh, do this? You want to be on like top of the wagon, in front yeah. of the wagon? Yeah, top of the wagon, absolutely. Okay. All right. So uh, I'll climb on top of the wagon and. Um, Paulton, you don't think, or rather, DF, you don't think it's safe to sleep in a tree? You're probably better off in the Yeah, I'm, I won't be doing that. Okay. I'll stay on the ground. Okay. And Paulton, where are you going to retire for the rest of the night? Um, you said there was like a space out. Well, oh, wait, no, we didn't push. You didn't push but, uh, it. So there's still a little cavity underneath the, between the wagon and the ground. I, th I think I'll stay there. I've had my fill of inside that cart for one day. All right. Um, then, uh, Strix, you have a, it's basically you alone in the misty night watching the sleeping Evelyn while keeping abreast of your surroundings. Uh, other than the occasional distant sound of a wolf howl, uh, nothing seems to trouble you. And while you are quite lonely and become immersed in your thoughts and you're thinking more about all the things that have happened to you these past several days and why you, why you, um, Actually, the time passes uneventfully, and you re you realize, oh, it's probably early enough in the morning now. I can wake Paulton, and he can take the rest of the nap or the rest of the watch. All right, I do so. I I don't shake him awake very furiously. I try to be nice about it. Just poke him up the nose with a stick. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> what? What? It's Why? your it's your watch. There's nothing scary or dusties or anything out there. You could go up. Yeah. In fact, Paulton, as you wake up and look around, uh, there's an there's enough kind of light or, or morning light it's it's a gray light not a not a warm light by any stretch but there's enough light to kind of lend a serene beauty to your surroundings that you didn't see the night before just look around things are very quiet here in the woods on this morning it's huh. not, okay uh, the uh, mist is sort of taking on gray silvery luminous shapes they're non-threatening all right. And then Strix crawls in the wagon and goes to sleep and you take the remainder of the shift. Uh, by which, as you watch, Paulton, you see that Evelyn loses her monstrous features and regains her sort of cherubic innocence. And she's cool. asleep and tied to the tree. With like cheeks flushed from the night's yeah. events. Yeah. You can see just like a little bit of blood, kind of trick, dried blood now, sort of trickling down from the corner of her eyes, down her face, like little red tears. Why? <laughs> that just seems to be left over from the transformation. That's really sad. Yeah. And then Evelyn, you wake up uh, to find Paulton watching you, um, and you're still tied uncomfortably to this tree. Uh, your body is aching, but you don't really understand why. Uh, my eyes flutter open and I do like the, the Disney sleeping beauty wake up when I see Paulton is watching me and just like a smile spreads across my face. Good morning. <laughs> Reply, you good? Oh, I'm great. Thanks. I think, cool. and I kind of like, like feel something on my cheek and wipe and then see you. I can't actually. No. I'm tired. No. Like, your, your face just sort of has a, there's a little bit of crustiness to your face when you move your cheeks and things to suggest that uh, you'd really like to wash your face. Um, do you think it'd be all right if I, uh, go, you know, freshen up a little bit? I don't really know. Hold on, <laughs> let, me, let me go ask. I go back 
Do yeah. I remember anything from it? Do I remember all of it? Uh, you uh, only remember trying to sort of keep control of your composure and uh, and sort of uh, having, you have this memory of Strix calling you uh, a friend. Of course. That's, well, I, I that's, your, last, that's your last, that's your last I pretty much think I just fell asleep from the effort. Yeah. Okay. Are um are the other two asleep in the wagon? They are. Um, it, who knows how you know how you find them in the morning? It's possible you know Strix sort of tumbled down and she's just sort of sleeping on top of Diath or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, they're, they're there and they're they they seem uh, sound asleep. Uh, they're going to be well rested when they waken. I also have the pieces of Mister Shambleface. Right. Yes. Yes. Close. Got the puppet again. She's holding the puppet. That damn puppet. But it's not, okay. speaking, it's not speaking to you. But she's asleep holding the puppet again, even yep. though I clearly said don't. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> even though uh, I clearly instructed her not to. Uh, so I'm going to just kick Strix in the leg and wake her up be like, hey, <laughs> Evelyn's Ow. not a wolf anymore. Can we untie her? Uh, uh, I, oh, tied the dot. You you tie you untie it. I don't do that thiefy stuff. All right, whatever. Yeah, if you awaken, Diaz awakens at the same time Strix does, basically. Oh my god, you guys shut up. <laughs> oh, what? good, you're awake. Yeah. What? Uh, she's not a wolf person thing anymore. Can we untie her? She's got like blood on her face. It's kind of grody. Did you oh. even ask her if she was okay, Paulton? Yeah, I asked if she's good. She said, "Yeah, <laughs> that was that conversation." Uh, uh Diaz will get up, uh, exit his like sleeping spot, and yeah, be, like go up to like Evelyn and kneel down and like kind of check on her. Okay, this little vignette gives me the biggest feels, like cherubic uh, Evelyn with like blood tears and all restrained. That like that's a, if I could draw, I would draw that. <laughs> Evelyn, are you okay? I think so. What I mean, do you remember? Well, I remembered. Uh, I felt. A little funny, but um, just, you know, cast that spell on myself and kept myself restrained. And it seems like I just fell asleep. Now I'm fine. Don't feel like I need to, you know, hold myself back anymore. Feel like my normal self. Almost with like a uh, sort of uh, concern. The thing you notice about Evelyn is that uh, her, the wolf wound that she had is all but gone. Oh. Huh. As I just kind of go, huh? I'll start undoing the rope. Okay. It's like you, you're sure you don't remember anything. Why should I remember something else? No, I don't think so. All those horrible things you said to me. Next, <laughs> 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 she'll just like come out of the wagon and hear hear her say, "Is there anything else?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, uh, you said that Lathander was a big poopy butthead." <gasps> I, I think you're teasing me again, my friend. <laughs> I know, I am teasing you. You were a horrible werewolf. What? Actually, yes. I was going to spare what? her, but Strix says otherwise. I turned into a werewolf? Well, I mean, you were like half of a werewolf. How do you become half a werewolf? And like, you're like, Bah! And she does her best to, like, illustrate, like, her horrible, like, screaming. <gasps> and, and then, like, and you were like, Bah! And it was really awful. But it's okay. I we need that voice. And then I got stabbed in the chest because someone came out of the mist because <gasps> she was screaming. You guys, I stabbed you in the chest? No, you didn't. Some other guy did. I hacked him up, though, and I point so. to his hacked up body. It was <laughs> still over there. See, I hacked him up with Lightfall. Thanks. You use Lightfall? 
without asking. You were a werewolf. Well, I guess that's all right. Just, you know, did you thank Lathander after you used it? Oh, of course I did. Did you say, say, what prayer did you say? I said, oh, great, Lathander, I used your axe to hack up this teenager. I hope that's okay. (laughs) And by Lathander, you meant Lathander. Sure. Thanks. Well, if you said that, then it's fine. But if not, then Lathander might be displeased with your use of my holy weapon. So uh, I'm just going to walk away <laughs> with the uh, with the rope kind of finally undone. I'll once again go back around to Evelyn and hand her a water flask, figuring okay. that she wants to kind of wash off or get a drink. Yeah, Evelyn, when you start, you've obviously been in the same position for the better part of eight hours. And so you're stiff and uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of stumble a little bit when I try to get up and stuff. And your throat, your throat is parched, so you gladly take the water. But other than other than the stiffness of being tr- tied to a tree all night, you feel like your normal self. I uh, like when Dieth hands me that. I kind of ask him, "Is is that really what happened? Tell me the details yeah. so I know what to expect yeah. next time." Oh. And by the way, mechanically, you've all taken a long rest, so you regain all your spell Yay! slots. Uh, you know, you're up to your points and blah blah blah. Yeah. With Evelyn asking that, uh, Diaz responds by saying, it's as Strix said, you did turn, but you were stalwart to the very end. Even right before your turning, you did everything in your power to stop yourself because you were thinking of us. I just don't know how how that could work when I'm blessed by the light of Lathander. I don't understand how I could be turned. Evelyn, Lathander is not the god here. You know, gods, they like rule places the person that rules here is Strahd Strahd is a god he's a power here but don't worry powers aren't real and we can take them down so it'll be okay <laughs> but even here in the darkness there is a morning and where there is a morning Stop. there is the morning no. more no hail Lathander giver of light and savior of even those who accidentally become werewolves ah. <sighs> uh is there like a stream nearby or anything um uh yeah in fact you can smell it what? I realize I can smell the stream and my eyes get really big. <laughs> and I say, does can can anyone else uh <laughs> this is a weird question, but can anyone else uh smell that stream nearby? No, no. dog knows we can't. <laughs> yeah, you should be concerned. All right, well, this is a new development and Lathander has seen seen fit to uh, set this trial in place in my life. And perhaps he wants me to use these new abilities for the good of our party and our mission to bring light to this place. So... Was Lathander the wolf that bit you? Because it was him. Uh, no, that's a funny oh. joke, Paulton, though. Thanks for <laughs> trying to make light of the situation. You're always good for a really good joke. But, uh, okay, I've just been very confused. I, I know you're going through a tough time. It's it's all right. I'm gonna go um, wash off real quick, and not, we're gonna follow you. It is not good to go by ourselves in this place. So let's all pack up and go to the stream. I need to wash right. my hands anyway because there's still bits of person on them. I actually agree with Strix. Let's all stay together. Okay. Evil Evelyn, person. Evelyn will lead you away from the wagon um, uh, and uh, toward some distance away actually uh she walks for about uh 20 minutes before she finds the burbling stream that she smelled uh and uh you're able to wash your face and soak in it and basically clean yourself off it's a evelyn takes a whole bath yeah okay it's like the water is extremely cold um but other than that it's it's fresh and clean and uh that's what she wants she wants like 
yep. shock therapy. She's like yep. very, this is all very shocking. And she also, as, as one of the oath of the ancient, she finds no shame in nakedness. So she just like takes all her clothes off, washes them off a little bit. Yeah. She's just like, Oh God. <laughs> nice. So she just huh. does that. And then as soon as she comes out of the water and she's kind of washed herself off, she's like, I see now that there is a greater purpose that I'm serving. And I have been called upon as one of a few and I will, I will serve Lathander in this way and I will pray for his guidance. All right. Uh, Evelyn, you can smell uh, other people nearby as well as grapes. I smell with my new found acute senses. Starting to like that. Uh, I smell um, an encampment of some kind, some sort of group of people over there. And also delicious grapes that way. Anyone want some grapes? Wait, Maybe it's the winery. Grapes or wine? Grapes. Grapes. Yeah. Um, well, hmm. we can't assume just, that they're good or helpful. I like grapes. And I also like people. Maybe those people will help us. Maybe they know something about... Yeah. Well, everyone here has just helped us. Everyone here has been just so gosh darn helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you think about it statistically, we've seen so no, so many non-helpful people that there's probably a good percentage of helpful people left that we haven't met. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> I'm just going to cast mage armor as I say that. Right. <laughs> there's this brief shimmer around Strix as she follows. <laughs> How does morning glory smell now that I have these? Uh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Your skeletal horse. Um, that's pretty that's pretty overpowering uh but no more so than valentina oh okay they smell about the same uh well one smells alive and one smells dead but, uh, <laughs> both, both strongly scented i the same way that i was giving morning glory like very sad mournful looks now i give her even more of a mournful look because i'm yeah. like wow you're super dead yeah neither is probably as overpowering as strix but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, like normally I stand really close to, to Strix, so I was like about to try to take her arm as we go off to meet these other people. But as yep. soon as I reached for her, I was kind of like, in addition to your acute uh, smell, you also realize you have pretty damn good hearing now. You can hear every cracked twig, every crunching uh, pine needle, um, every burble of every stream everywhere. This is awesome. Yeah, kind of jealous. Being aware palms, not so bad. Until, you know, we have to tie you up again. Except for right. the rending and the killing. and. The... Do you think it happens every night? Yes. That's too bad. Worry about that in 12 hours. In the meantime, right. let's move swiftly yet quietly up towards where you think these people are. Yes, you come to a break in the woods where the woods give way to uh, sort of uh, an open valley. Um, and uh, a light drizzle begins to fall and you can see uh, what appears to be a sprawling vineyard before you. Uh, in the heart of the vineyard, because you're sort of up high and the vineyard is sort of nestled in this valley, uh, you can see in the heart of the vineyard what appears to be a building, a large house of some kind uh, surrounded by the vineyard. You can also see uh, between you and the house uh, a fairly uh, large copse of trees. And, uh, um, on the outskirts of those trees, uh, this large stand of trees, uh, 
you see a humanoid figure, a man wearing a dark cloak and cowl. Oh. This whole dark cloak and cowl thing is like really in vogue here, isn't it? It almost looks like a rain cloak. I think it looks, well, I'm not going to say it's how. Sort of, it's, sort of, it's sort of billows out like a poncho at the bottom, but it seems to be made of dark leather. Does he seem to be tending the fields or watching the fields or? Uh, he seems to be um, vineyard, I mean. moving among the tr- the edge of the, the tree line uh, at, uh, through and around the vineyard. Hmm. Uh, doesn't seem to have taken notice of you at this point. Uh, he's he's several hundred yards away. Look, Paulton, why? And even if he was looking in your direction, you're sort of on the edge of the tree line and it's kind of misty up here. It would be hard to spot you. Hmm. I don't know if this guy's intentions are bad or good or he just is walking around. Well, let's not assume the worst, even though we should here. Maybe he could actually help us figure out where exactly we are and get us back on the right path. Oh, oh, okay. You go talk to him. Oh, no, I meant you. You talked to him. Me? me. Oh, I'm there. Hello. No. Oh, Hello. no. <laughs> I was you always do the talking. Why would you ask me? This Evelyn shouts. <laughs> Hi, friend. <laughs> is this your vineyard? It smells delicious. I'm sorry, is this Evelyn? Yeah. Yes, of course. All right. <laughs> you begin to yeah, make your way down uh, through the... Uh, rows of grapevines, you can see that they're they're sort of mangy looking, uh, like they're the smallest, dinkiest grapes you've ever seen. Um, but they're neatly tended. Uh, you can also see roped handle, rope handled half barrels used for hauling grapes, sort of lying in the muddy ground here, there, and everywhere. Uh, and when you call out to this man, uh, you see him turn toward you. You can't really discern his features under his cowl and he just sort of deeks into the trees and disappears wait but i just met you and i love you (laughs) (sighs) well i guess we should go knock on the door here and see if someone is trying to kill them which was probably that guy Mm. i suppose that's a good idea would you like to knock Sure, why not? Strix just walks up to the door and just knocks on it with her staff. Uh, Well, as you make your way, as you you basically have to sort of cut through the vineyard in order to get to the big house or whatever it is at the center. And as you draw closer to this structure, you realize uh, that it's uh, an old two-story stone winery. Um, You can see multiple entrances, uh, thick ivy covering every wall and iron fencing along the roof line. Uh, and uh, you can see on the ground floor, uh, if you're looking at, and you are sort of looking at the front face of the building, on the far, on one far side is a stable house with closed double wooden doors. Next to it is what appears to be a loading dock, and it's fully enclosed. It's open, well, it's open on the side facing you, and you can see a wagon in this enclosure uh, and it looks like the wagon has these big barrels on it for loading um, uh, for carrying wine Uh, and so it's this sort of open face enclosure next to it appears to be the main entrance which is some stone steps leading up to a plain wooden door and then on the on the on the other side of the building opposite the um, stable house 
is another enclosure where the second floor overhangs um, pillars holding up the second story. And within that enclosure, you can see what appear to be big, for lack of a better term, uh, half barrels where it looks like wine is smushed or stomped. Um, gotcha. And then there's an outhouse um, sort of parked nearby, um, separate from the main house, uh, a wooden outhouse. And you can see a well near it. Uh, the second story is just windows looking down upon you through the vines uh, with shutters. Uh, most of the shutters are closed. Um, the building has a stillness to it. Um, but as you approach the building and call out, that figure in the trees emerges and starts to gesticulate wildly. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, oh. I just like stop when I'm about to like knock and I'm like. Hey. And then begins to like gesture you over to the tree. <laughs> And you notice that that figure is not alone. There are two others, uh, smaller figures, um, maybe female, uh, also in these black rain cloaks, um, just sort of watching you nervously. Okay. Let's... Now we'll walk over there and see yeah. what they want. Just mm -hmm. okay. take our way over there. Uh, when you go toward the warning and beckoning figure, uh, they sort of recede into the woods a bit, uh, but are continuing to beckon you, almost like the woods are the one safe place you could possibly be. Uh oh, all right. Okay. I'll walk uh, that way and also... And that, when you get close enough to discern what they are, you can see that they are humans. Uh, they are wearing these dark leather rain cloaks and cowls, uh, for perhaps for protection or possibly to aid in hiding in the woods, you don't know. Uh, you can see that the one who is gesturing at you is an old man, um, a little bit hunched in the shoulders, uh, long uh, drawn face, uh, white uh, hair growing on his chin. And uh, he says, our winery has been attacked. You would be wise to be cautious. I'm Davian Martikoff. I own this establishment. This is my family. And uh, he introduces you to his eldest son, Adrian, his youngest son, Elvir, um, his adult daughter, Stefania, and her husband, Dag. You can also see uh, what appears to be a teenage boy and two young boys, uh, probably, you know, like around age seven. And uh, Stefania has a baby cradled in her arms. Stefania was the daughter, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah, Davian has uh, three children, two uh, adult boys and an adult uh, girl, uh, or men and women, I guess. And then uh, this, uh, the, Stefania has a husband and the daughter is theirs. You're not sure who the two younger boys and the teenager belong to, but um, a whole family of them here. Oh, I please. remember uh, hearing your name before. You, this must be the Wizards of Wine Winery. Yes, it is. We were wondering why things uh, hadn't been going as regular as usual. They sent us over here from uh, from Kresk. Our winery has been attacked by the crazy druids. They came oh, from Yester Hill to the south. They've taken over the place with their horrid plant creatures. Surely you've seen them. 
we haven't seen them. We actually have not. Are you sure? They have stopped all wine production. They set to bring us to ruin. We saw some wine getting delivered, though. What? It, it may have been beset with a group of what you might call Brigands. werewolves. Werewolves. And not so much with the plant creatures. He said, one of our wine wagons was stolen. That would explain Some time it. ago. <clears throat> these, creatures, I, these creatures you speak of, do they currently reside within your house? Yes. Yes, they do. Do I smell anything in that direction? You smell uh, mashed grapes. You smell fermenting wine. Uh, you can also hear sort of creaking timbers from inside the place. Uh, people maybe walking around or moving around. Uh, you also hear the sort of a crackling noise of things moving in the vineyard. Oh, no. But not close, distant. Like a lot of things? Um, yes. Slowly closing in. So, I uh, I say no no uh, reason for any immediate alarm, but it does sound like perhaps there is something coming our way from the vineyards. That sounds like immediate alarm situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you say so, Mr. Bardikoff, what is in your house exactly? Who did attack? What do they look like? What's who's in your 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 domain? Your kip? Your place of residence? He says, "These druids, they are creatures." of men and women. They are inhuman beings, servants of the devil, Strahd. All right, that's... Worship, her like a, worship him like some sort of evil god of nature. Well, that sounds about come with their plant creatures, these horrible twig-like blights and right. these mm. needle folk. Oh. They're going to be coming after us. So you and your family stay back and hide in the forest. Do not follow us, no matter what. We will take care of this. Say what? Aspai. If your allegiance is not distraught, you can count on us to clear and save your family. Uh, the, the woman cradling the baby says, where did you come from? That you would, that you, and why do you help us? All of us are born of the light, and all of us come no, from the light. We're here to stop Strahd. We, get, we, we are here against our will. We have no choice, so we have to keep going. We That's come from pretty much it. greatest fear. All right. They seem uh, terrified and... Imp- nice. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Approval. All right. Well, I want to try and look through the... the um, before to try and get as close to I can, I can to the edge to kind of see if I can see anything coming and maybe I could stop it with a spell. All right. Uh, yeah. As you um, <sighs> as you look out into the vineyard, you see these rows, these tended rows. Uh, you can hear the sound um, of uh, the rustle of dead vines almost, and you begin to see inhuman shapes. Uh, coming at you through the vineyard, their limbs cracking as they trudge forth through the mist and drizzling rain. Can I see how many there are? Uh, You can start to see, like, first you see three. Like, 
like, and they're not even close together. One's coming up through this row over here, another's coming up through a row over there. Um, but there's maybe the hint or the, the sound of more behind them. If you'd like, I'll let you make a perception check to gauge by sound how many you think they are. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to look at and Evelyn and ask her. Evelyn, <laughs> yeah. advantage on her perception check to do the same. Okay, good. I'll do it. I pretty much look at Evelyn expectantly with her like werewolf powers. Yep. All right, I got an eight, so I'm still just looking. I got a twelve. Okay. Even with advantage, you got a twelve. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, uh, more than a dozen. Is the oh best. boy. There are more than a dozen of these little suckers. And, right. and actually, the the things that are emerging toward you, they seem. Uh, about as big as an emaciated human adult. But there's something, they're covered with all these sort of prickers or needles or thorns or something. Uh, Do they look as though they are made up of combustible plant material? Uh, they they do look like plants given human form, uh, but they are, of course, damp with rain. I, I do want to know if I could do an arcana check to see if they are controlled by someone or they're okay. autonomous. Please do. Uh, 19. Uh, your uh, sense is that they were created um, by some horrible uh, entity or power or spell or something, and that they might very well be under some master's control. Okay. I'm going to tell everyone this and be like, I... There's something zombie-like about their movements to suggest that maybe they're not free-willed. Right. I'm going to tell everyone this information and say we might need to get to the house first before we fight all of these. That's certainly easy enough to do. They are not particular. They're kind of ponderous and uh, you're close enough to the house that you could easily get inside before they were even close to you. And right. now you can count six of them. All right. I'm kind of looking at, at you guys to see if you like the idea, if not, because I'm very afraid of all of my plans now. If we need to nip it in the bud. Yeah. Uh, Ah, I see what you did there. It was a good pun. All right, if, if, you believe, if you believe that that's what it'll take to stop all of them at once, that'll be our best course of action and with the least resistance. Let's move. I will say right. there are others in the house. Yeah, that's, that's the point, that we have to get the ones in the house to stop the ones outside. Well, all right, if you say so. Unless... I mean, I don't want this family to be in trouble, so we might need to stop the ones outside first. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we take the ones that are coming at us right now. They're well hidden. Are they, though? I don't know. Can I see them? The family? Or, yeah. Family. Uh, when they're, when they're in the, the trees to the north of the winery, you can't see them. Yeah, they'll be fine. They haven't right. been caught yet. Who? I think they'll be fine. All right. I trust you. And let's get to the house first. All right. All right. Uh, so, uh, you could enter, the easiest ways to enter um, look to be, um, from your vantage point, the loading dock or the main door, the steps leading up to the front door. Oh, all right. I'm going to look at everyone and say, they obviously have a reason to be taking this winery. If I cause a massive explosion in the loading dock, they're going to be really unhappy about their wine or whatever being damaged. We might get them to draw them out and then we can attack. But then the winery would be damaged. I don't know how to destroy this family's wine, especially since Crest themselves have already been complaining about not having any wine. 
Well, there goes all my plans. Uh, and actually, Erwin um, Martikoff, the owner of the Blue Water Inn, suggested as, as you were leaving Vallaki that if you happen to find your way to the Wizard of Wines, he could uh, stand to do with another shipment. Yeah, people need this. <laughs> One escape from Strahd. If it, even that just takes that little bit of a power away from him, we need to do it. Yes. Try to is, avoid destroying things. I'm like ready is, to cast fireball. And I'm like, wine, wine uh, for those who hasn't noticed, and, and uh, Paulton would know this well uh, based on his experience in the taverns and not, wine is basically the lifeblood of the Barovian people. Yeah. How about uh, this, Strix? Everything said, Strix, everything sucks. Nuke the place. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Like, but as it is, how about we try going in through the front door and I'll just toss them out to you one by one and you can set them on fire? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to them. No, they're they're prickly and pointy. You're not gonna toss anything. Well, I can use my I can use luck ball. Just hook them and sling them out. That's your loading dock. Fine, okay. let's just go. When you check the loading dock, um, you can see that the wagon has three barrels set in braces on the bed. Uh, a raised runs along three sides of the um, wagon. Uh, through a hole in the ceiling, you can see the wooden arm of a loading crane with ropes and hooks dangling from it. Ooh. At the back of the loading dock are two doors. One is closed and one is hanging open, pushed inward. Like it was just left open by maybe whoever fled this place or whatever, ah. or invaded this place. But there are no signs of uh, habitation or occupation. There are plenty of places to hide under the loading dock, in the wagon, under the wagon. Um, but yeah, you've got two doors leading into the structure proper. All right, uh, I withdraw my short sword and keep that at the ready. Okay. Same with light bulb. You sort of look up into the hole in the ceiling where the crane is. You don't see anybody perched up there. Um, but I'd like you to make a perception check. Uh, All of us or just him? Uh, it's just DS yeah, since he's the only one inside the loading dock right now. Oh, not great. Uh, 14. You hear creaking floorboards above your head suggesting there is in fact somebody directly above you in the loading, in the crane around uh, where the crane is, you just can't see them from your vantage point. And with that, like I put my arm out and hand to the side to kind of stop the party, just yep. to the ceiling to kind of get their attention up there. Okay. Uh, the way that it's set up, um, like if I were to just kind of like float upward, would I be able to see them? Like how is the upper platform? Good question. Um, so let me see if I can just show you rather than tell you. So, <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> there we go. So, can you see uh, from your vantage point the, the loading dock with the wagon in it? I think so. Right. Yes, yeah. There it is. See that? Uh, come on. There we go. Okay. There it is. See the wagon? Yes. Okay. There's a lot of so, wine in there, too. Yeah, there's a lot of wine in there. There is a, there is a room. Come on. God. <laughs> this is so unnormal. Everything has to be moved in exactly the wrong direction. Uh, there is a room directly above it with a crane. Do you see that on the level yes. above? Yeah. That's the room you're looking into, Evelyn. Evelyn. I'm not sure I'm really seeing it, but okay. Hang on. Let me try this again. Oh, there. This top one. Do you see that room with a crane? I... 
think so, yes. It looks like a little uh, upside down sigh or cheese cutter. Yeah. That room? At that thing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's like a hole in the middle of the ceiling? Yeah, yeah. there's a hole in the floor on that level. Gotcha. Uh, directly over that wagon. Okay. There. There. Got it. Got it. Wagon. Okay. <laughs> wagon on lower level and crane on upper level. Oh, see it now. Okay. Uh, got it. Got it. Got it. All right. So I'm going to, um, there, it looks like there's a window on kind of like the, there side. is, there are windows on the second floor level. So I just kind of tiptoe over there and like floating up. and just kind of like, where? Okay. Over the window. <laughs> uh, the windows are sort of got the sort of iron lattice work, but you can see through the, the panes of glass are a little bit misty and uh, dirt stained. Uh, but make a perception check to see if you can catch a glimpse of what is it up there. Mm, probably not. Seven. All you see is a humanoid form probably clad in some sort of mangy cloak or something, but there's something weird about the form. Uh, you can see that this creature has antlers, or this man has antlers. So cool. Uh, and he is basically just sort of moving back and forth, trying to stay out of sight. You also make out that he's clutching something, uh, something dark and um, uh, almost branch-like. Do I ascertain from what I know that that must be a druid? Uh, based on uh, what you were told by the Martikovs, it would this if if these druids are the sort of primeval forces of nature that lurk in the fringes of Strahd's domain, this man, if you could call him that, might qualify. Okay, so I go back down to the party and I say, I saw a, a person of sorts with antlers and uh, a sort of stick wand thing. And so I'm thinking it might be a druid. I, I, my first inclination was just, you know, exploded as fast as possible. But then I thought it could be, they're just hiding in there because they're scared. You know, we don't want to assume that anyone's evil just because we see them here. So maybe I should go up and try to talk to him first. I don't think he'll want to talk to us. I don't think he'll want to talk to you either. He's already got these pointy stick people walking around. Look, just less than, 12 hours ago, I was an evil werewolf and no one would have wanted to talk to me either. But am I evil? Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly the same situation. But it might be good just to give them a chance. They don't want to talk to you at any point. Well. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Evelyn. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't hear you said I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was Sounds about right, Evelyn. Go, go, fine. If you want to try and I'll talk just, to him, but how about... <laughs> <laughs> uh, DF, uh, make yeah. another perception or perception check. In fact, everybody down there can make one. And again, you have advantage on yours. Again. I rolled a one. Okay. I was too busy arguing with you, Alton? I rolled a two. Whoa, you guys suck. Yeah. Uh, Strix? Five. Wow. You, you said I had advantage? You do. So I've got 17. You have super hearing, yeah. Okay, uh, Evelyn, um, you're not really a druidic spellcaster. You're not really sure how druids cast their spells, but you're pretty sure this druid is uttering some sort of um, uh, spell or thing. Not in a language you're familiar with, uh, but it just sounds like <laughs> Okay. Um, 
Uh, and, I could uh, be wrong, but actually, I think you were right, and I think he's casting a spell. Then go up there and hit him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let us roll initiative. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Strix. Uh, six. Six. DF. 22. Wow. Wow. Evelyn. Also six. Okay. And Paulton. Nine. Nine. We'll call uh, Evelyn 6A and Strix 6B. Uh, but. Uh, are the rest of you basically going to, even if you got a high initiative, going to wait for Evelyn to do her flying up and hitting things? Uh, no, I will assist her. All right. So There's then we'll rope right here that I can very easily climb up to the side yes. without losing any speed. Thanks oh, can he climb? Work. <laughs> yes, just yeah. make a make a simple uh, strength athletics check. Turks can't climb things, so she's going to stay up. <laughs> Okay, so you you leap onto the uh, from the dock onto the wagon so that you can grab the ropes hanging from the crane. Um, uh, you it's not the most elegant leap slash grab you've ever done, uh, but you grab onto the ropes and you shimmy up. Oh, good! I was about to have like great school. The, when you get to the top, uh, you're just sort of dangling from the ropes on this wooden crane, and the crane creaks, but doesn't seem like it's in any imminent danger of collapse. Uh, right. you, get a, you get a good look at this druid and you can see that he is, he is barely, he is clearly a human, uh, but he is so encrusted under dirt and grime as to almost lose every ounce of his humanity. And the antlers, uh, either growing or sprouting or maybe just attached to his head in some way, uh, also add to his inhuman countenance. And uh, yeah, he has just finished casting a spell apparently on himself that causes his flesh to turn all bark-like. Oh, so I'm like hanging there on that rope? And you are hanging on the rope, staring at him. You can see that he is clutching a staff uh, that strikes you as uh, instantly sort of evil and vile. It looks like a black twisted branch with all of these uh, smaller branch-like appendages jutting up from the top of it. Ooh, and I want it. You can see sort of a black oily smoke oozing from the top of it. Cool. All right. Uh, so I'm like holding onto this rope, right? And I like to yep. imagine it's like slowly spinning as I'm... <laughs> yes. I'm exactly. There. Your allegiance is misplaced, and Stroud will fall. Like, <laughs> and he says something to you in a language you don't recognize. You, the only word you recognize is Strahd. He stands called Strahd. Right, fuck him. Dagger. <laughs> All right. Make an attack roll. Ah! Oh, well, that's pretty good. 23. 23 pierces his magical bark skin armor and uh, damages him. Uh, yay, eight. Excellent. Next roll, yay. That is, that, that actually sends him sort of staggering back a bit against the wall, and he sort of lets out a <laughs> sound. Oh, nice, guys, he's a total bitch. He's still alive. <laughs> Do you have any other? Um... Uh, that's all my actions. Okay. Uh, then next up is... Um, the druid didn't wear all so well. Paulton. Okay. You see uh, yeah, hanging from the crane above you. He just whipped a dagger at something you couldn't see, and you heard the gasp of his prey. Oof. I'm gonna would I be able to would I be able to get up there? Uh so 
you could only shimmy up as far as basically DF's feet. Um, right. Uh, so that would be difficult. Now you might be able to climb on top of the wine wagon and because it's got the big barrels on top of it, standing on the barrels might at least give you a view to whatever he's attacking. All right, let's get up there. All right. Uh, just make a, a fairly simple strength athletics check to climb up onto the barrels. Okay. Six. Okay, that's still good enough. Okay. Um, so you managed to climb her up there. Um, it's not the most uh, sure-footed um, thing. <laughs> Here I am. Yeah. Uh, when you get up there, yes, you can see this this mangy horned druid figure um, recoiling from the dagger stuck in his chest. Okay. What would you like to do? Uh, what do I have left in my turn? You have an action. Oh, cool. Um, can I uh, cast this into whispers on it? Okay. Yeah, give him the brain pain. Brain pain. He hears voices. Uh, DF, you can see him look around, all around in the dark shadows to see where these horrible voices are coming from. Then he clutches his head with one hand. I just grin because I know exactly what's happening to him. Clutching the staff to the other. Uh, so he's got to make a wisdom saving throw, and he rolled a 19. That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot, uh, which means uh, on a successful save, he takes half as much damage. So it's still uh, 3d6 psychic damage, unless you're mm -hmm. casting at a higher level, Paulton. Um, which you can do because you are mighty. You are fifth level, which means you could spend a second or third level slot to cast the spell. Um, and the damage increases by 1d6 for each slot you increase it by. Okay, so if I did second level, it would be four, half of 4d6? Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's do that. All right. Bring so, on the damage and then half it for me. So one... Fifteen divided by two. Seven. Seven. All right. Uh, he has uh, lost more than half his hit points at this point. Uh, he's got a splitting, skull-splitting headache. He lets out a horrible scream, uh, which everybody can hear. Uh, it is his turn. Whoa. Whoa. Now the question is, should he use his staff or should he use his spell? He should use his give up. Just give up. Just give up action. Yeah. How frisky is he feeling today? Is, I'm a big baby. I surrender action. Yeah. Everyone has that. Oh, oh no, only us. <laughs> <laughs> run away crying. That's, that's on my spell list. It's like all my spells and then run away crying. Right. Already happened three times. <laughs> okay. So he is going to rail uh, from this uh, painful blow, grit his, uh, his uh, horrible fanged teeth, and lunge at you, DF, to strike you with his staff. He's going to hit me with his stick. He's going to hit you with his stick, um, and he rolls a 14 on the attack roll. So even, like, on this rope, I even, like, go back down on one arm and, like, duck underneath his swing, and he totally misses me. <laughs> Yep. I was like, ha, ah, like some Cirque du Soleil type stuff's happening. <laughs> yes. And now he's sort of teetering on the edge of the upper platform, which means uh, uh, pretty much anybody who moves into the loading dock can see him. And it is uh, Evelyn's turn. 
I uh, flutter up yep. with my flying boots and I have Lightfall in hand and just gracefully, uh, well, I did want to see if he was really evil. Oh. <laughs> You're pretty sure he is evil. Okay. Did well, you not then, hear the people? He said Strahd. People say, bad people say Strahd. And he did attack my friends, right? He sure did. Uh, he just tried to hit him, hit, hit your friend Diath with this horrible smoking black brain. But I mean, I know that. I saw it, right? Yeah, you sure okay. did. And I just gracefully just, blah, back in my fighting form, with Lightfall. And, ugh, for heaven's sake, um, 11? 11 uh, misses, bounces off his bark skin flesh. That stinks. You have two hits, though, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I try yes. again. Yes. That's a 20, 27. Excellent. That's a hit. Harder. It was just a, like, a little faint, and then... <laughs> yeah. The first one is, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you always do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just something I like to do. Uh, with my new dice, because I hate those purple ones now. <sighs> Eight. Plus anything? No. Plus four. Twelve. All right. Uh, with that, you embed the axe in his skull, cleaving it in two. Oh, oh, oh. No, it's fine. It's just bark. He then, he just sort of then crumples, topples against, uh, obviously clearly dead, against the crane, drops his staff, which bounces off the wagon, uh, clatters down onto the dirt right at Strix's feet. Ooh! <laughs> that's where we'll stop for tonight. Oh, no! Oh, can I just look at it? <laughs> I have a picture of it here, Strix. Looks like you're of two minds. <laughs> 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 thank you chris thank you yes you're appreciated that pity laugh okay so <laughs> i'm i suck at this you see oh, that, that black oozy staff Ooh. which i yeah. can't fucking there yeah. we go <laughs> <laughs> awesome wow i really suck at this <laughs> <laughs> i can see you wanting i'm, I'm gonna need video it. training after this <laughs> okay so there you go your black Wait. smoking black horrid branch staff i like it yep and you're like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I just like throw the one that I made up, like on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> or we can be like Saruman and just wield them both. Ooh. That always seems like it'd be really hard. Just as an aside. Yeah. You can do it. I believe in you. Hit your face and like the other, it would just be a mess. <laughs> this staff was made for you, I think. All right. Uh, so that concludes this week's session. Uh, are we all free uh, to come back next week? Nobody got any. Yeah, questions? I'll yeah. be. Yay! Oh, oh, sorry. I will be in Texas. So okay. Where will oh. you be? Hmm? Where will you be for those who don't know? Uh, I'm going to be recording for a and nice. at the moment that's all I can really talk about. But, Whoa. but I'll be out. Does, does somebody have any cool things they do want to talk about before we wrap? I'm as as almost always doing misclicks uh, Seaborn D and D right after this on www.twitch.tv/slash/m-i-s-s-c-l-i-k-s. Uh, I'll put the link in chat. But we'll, we're going to play a special homebrew second edition as we normally do, and I play a half minotaur 
warrior named Mary Bell. Oh, nice. You always pick, pick pretty names. I know. So cute. Well, with her, it was like kind of supposed to be ironic because she's this like dong, dong, dong yeah. warrior and then she's named Mary Bell. Oh. And I'll be uh, streaming a uh, creative more so. So I'm going to be streaming pretty commonly because of all the cosplay that I have to make. So you guys go to my Twitch, yeah. Mander Holly. I'll be uh, working on, on stuff the next few weeks. So it'll be fun. Excellent. I might stream some video games, twitch.tv slash projared. There we go. Uh, and uh, if you want to know what's happening in Wizards, Neck of the Woods, uh, tomorrow we've got episode five of Acquisitions Incorporated, the series releasing. And next week, the first episode of uh, our another pre-recorded uh, super fun time game, Force Gray, DM'd by Matthew Mercer uh, with another all-star cast. And uh, so that premieres next week episode one. So tune in for that. Uh, Force Gray and Acquisitions Inc. the series have interconnected and interweaving storylines. So we've never done that before. (laughs) All building up to a great grand climax uh, for the season at PAX West in Seattle. Cool. Are those those both on YouTube? Uh, They they are or will be. We we, um, uh, episode by episode. And they're not on Twitch though. Um, So that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> um, but look for them. They're out there. Keep watching the skies. <laughs> and we'll be back at the Wizard of Wines Winery next week with Strix, DF, and Elin. Paulton will be drunk. And Paulton will be trying out the wine. <laughs> He'll be crawling into he's a going, wine. He's going through a tough time, okay? Yeah. <laughs> he, he has had a, a really tough time. My parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's it, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.